Our next guest is PK. It's Prakash Karam Chandani. Nailed it. I nailed it. Uh, nailed it, Shatsy. It's easier for me. Not that my name is so easy. That's why everyone just says Shatsy. You know what I mean? Co-founder of Balance Pan Asian Grill. Balance Pan Asian Grill. Before we dig into it and find out everything we can about you in 15 minutes or less and everything about this delicious Balanced Pan Asian Grill, let's just dig into what makes PK tick. We're going to go back. We're going to go back 15, 20 years ago. Man, you're uh, a little boy. You're 15 years old. You're saying, what, do? what do I want to do? Do I want to be in the restaurant business? Do I want to be no, a professional no. athlete? What do I want to do? I don't know. I don't think I ever really PK, this is Shatsy's <laughs> Fraser Crane moment. Shatsy's yeah. listening, PK. But also serious, you started this restaurant 14 years ago. Yeah. How'd you get into the business? How'd you start? What were you doing? Dude, typical millennial stuff. I graduated college. I initially was pre-med and decided I didn't Where want to go you? Where were you in that. college? I was at the University of Toledo. The University yeah. of Toledo. So I went to Hawaii. Two I went to BG and then UT, which are both pretty close to each other, right. kind of rivalries and stuff. So this is your neighborhood here then, right? I yeah, mean, it's my hood. Because we're close to Columbus and Cincinnati, right? Yeah. All right. So you're yeah. in Ohio. Something growing changes. up, man. Something changes. I, uh, Your I, parents said doctor, and you said no. Absolutely not. Yeah, it just was not my <laughs> thing. So my parents told me to go get a degree in finance. Perfect timing. I graduated in two thousand and eight, in the height of the. That election. was a so good time. That was a good time. I looked for a job for like eight months, nine months, which is like forever uh-huh. when you don't have a job and you're fresh out of school and you got student loans and stuff. So my friend wanted to start a restaurant, and I was like, great. How hard could that be? <laughs> like nothing. It's probably like yeah. going to med school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. But to this day, still run the business with my best friend. So it's a blessing, man. It's really? a blessing. Yeah. That is an awesome. Oh, I love it. And actually, Chats and I are relationship. You know, folks, I've known Chatsy for over three and a half decades. He was he went to college with one of my very best friends growing up. I met him in middle school, eighth grade, actually. So we, we've all been together now for so long. No one ever, when, you, when you do it, it's either going to be feast or famine. It's going to work or not work. But once you get it going and you and your partner have been you know, doing it for 14 years, my sense is no one's going to take their ball and go home. You're committed to doing it. But listen, PK, while every restaurant or concept has something unique that separates or differentiates them from others, others. Balance Grill has a clear X factor or X factors. Balance is not just known uh, for, but really prides itself and is pioneering vertical aquaponics, uh, allowing your stores to grow their own produce. I got to tell you, for so many reasons, I'm super interested. Can you share more about your vertical aquaponics? Yeah, man. So uh, I thought aquaponics was a Olympic sport, Jimmy. My, was I yeah, why don't, you spend, why don't you spend time thinking about that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. As challenging as it is, it might as well be a sport, man. I tell you what, <laughs> something, you know? But yeah, man, we have always been driven by passion for the business. And right. my business partner, he loves the ingredients that we use. We're passionate about being fresh, passionate about trying to source as locally as possible. We make all our sauces in-house. And he, you know... When we were starting out, we could go to a farmer's market and just get local produce. Sure. And then you get big enough, they don't want to sell it to you because they make more money selling in smaller quantities. Sure. They don't want to sell it to you in commercial quantities. Right. So we tried different stuff. Ultimately, we decided to scale with one of our vendors. And uh, he was growing aquaponically. He was growing micros. He was growing herbs, some living lettuce, stuff like that, certain SKUs that we use. Mm-hmm. And as we started talking about it, he was like, I'll try other SKUs that you use. And ultimately, we decided to double down and invest and build that business out. Wow. 
That's you don't you don't. I got to tell you, I mean, that's we talk about local and you know farm to table. Now you're really, I mean, it's right there in the restaurant. Yeah, it's it's actually not in the restaurant. What but we did near is the we, restaurant, near right, the restaurant, yeah, right close next by, to very it. Close yeah, by. when we went into downtown Toledo, downtown Toledo is kind of up and coming, like a lot of cities in the Midwest, yep. and there's a lot of unused urban space, and yep. there was this entire building that they wanted to do retail. So we came in, we end capped it with the restaurant, we took some of the underutilized space and built a, an aquaponics farm. It's all behind glass. You can walk by it, check it out. It's uh, kind of a community feature. So you're not just a restaurant operator. You are a farmer now, aquaponic farmer. Yeah, man. I'm a little bit of everything. I love it. <laughs> so so in 2023, you guys, big push in franchising. Yeah. How has that been going? How many stores do you have franchised now? And, you, and talk a little bit about your partnership. Jimmy loves getting into with Pivotal Growth Partners. Yeah. PGP, not to be confused with PK, but P. GP. Talk us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've known the principles from PGP for a long time. They were another brand that was local to Toledo and they helped scale and grow that brand mm-hmm. from 100 to over 1,000 units. Wow. And then they branched what brand out. was that? Can you tell us? Yeah, they grew uh, Marco's Pizza. Oh, Marco's. Is, yeah. 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 Headquartered oh, in Toledo. Okay. Good people. They know what um, they're doing. Yeah. And it's it's been great, man. You know, coming into the restaurant business and not knowing anything about it, it was really great to be in a city and everybody kind of came around us, gave us guidance, helped us out. You mm-hmm. know, the guys from Marcos could see we were going somewhere. So they, you know, talked to us for a while. They gave us some mentorship. But ultimately, Brian and Cameron spun out, created their own venture growth fund where they focus on emerging brands mm-hmm. and they invested in the balance brand in order to grow it. So they're value added investors. And they bring with them a team of everything we need to efficiently grow from construction management to project management, paralegal, everything in between. Wow. I love it. Jimbo. Boom. I like it. Boom. I like it a lot. Listen, PK, thank you for sharing that. And I love, I've known Marcos forever. I had no idea how innovative, I guess, why would I assume they weren't to be that successful? Clearly, along a lot of pieces. (laughs) <laughs> well, a lot of Marcos Pizza is good. It's good stuff. Listen, Chats and I love bringing guests on, bringing friends on and chatting away. We learned that years ago when we started the podcast, sometimes our guests have a question or two for us. So let's kick off talking back. PK, we're going to pass the mic to you. We like to say nothing's off the table. The microphone is yours, my friend. What do you got for us? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Finish up with the topic you just brought up, which is how's it going? How's the growth going? You know, pre-COVID, we chose to raise some money. And we were going to grow all corporate. And as we went through COVID, we realized there's a lot of great operators as we were coming out of Mm -hmm. it. We had really revitalized the brand. Not that it needed it, but to manage COVID, CJ and I, my partner and I, we jumped in ground floor, worked in the stores every single day, managed them, rebuilt the brand from the inside out. And what we walked out with was better unit level economics. So all starts there, man. 50% 50% up on the top line, uh, another six points on the bottom line. So wow. we were we're doing great coming out of COVID and have continued to maintain it. And there was just a new market opportunity. There's guys out there who are really seasoned, really experienced operators who know their market super well. They just found out going through COVID, they're really invested in the wrong brand. They've got the wrong vehicle. They got the great team. Mm-hmm. They got the infrastructure. Got the, they got the experience. They've got all the local market knowledge. But they had the wrong brand for a post-COVID world. And so we meet those guys, and they're the ones who are really getting into it. So when we franchise, we really just do five-store packs at a minimum. 
And we look for guys who are multi-branded, multi-unit, and you know, looking to get into the next best thing. I love it. It wasn't exactly the talking back we had. It was more of it was more of PK talking more. Yeah, Jimmy, did you notice that he was? I, I think I, PK spends probably a lot of time with Jimmy because Jimmy likes to talk a lot. Sounds like PK's like, you know what? I'm not going to ask a question. Here's what I'm going to do. Man. I'm going to talk some more. Hold, hold on, hold on, Chatsy, Chatsy. I want to be very clear. I'll be very clear. I think he was dropping knowledge, and as he passed it over to me, I'm going to say, PK, I love that, and congrats for digging in and and, and yeah, getting no, getting getting that done. I like it. Talking up, I like it, baby. He's like, I like it. The podcast. I'm not asking these two idiots something. I got to tell you guys hey, something. Man. No, no, no. I'm here to share, man. I'm here for you guys to learn. More Sharing is caring. That's really cool. It's really awesome. So wait. So that means how many franchise stores do you have now, or is that just starting out? We just started February of this year. Is yeah. when we started franchising. We didn't release our FDD until May. Yeah. So we have. I've got five franchisees. In the pipeline uh, with five yeah, store packs. With all five store packs. One's open already. The other one's under construction. It's awesome. And we should get four up and, and running. And how many companies? So we've got five company-owned stores. So five company-owned stores. Jimmy's got five franchisees. No, four franchisees signed. Five store packs. Jimmy, what's the math on that? He's got four franchisees, five stores each. Jimmy? I'm also raising some money from some local guys and building out stores with their money. So I'll be at 35 stores. 35 stores, Jimbo. Okay. The end of the <laughs> okay very quick. I, I did the math for you, Jimbo. All right, listen. I appreciate it. <laughs> PK's dropping knowledge on us. He's making Jimmy crazy. Little Spice is right. Are you ready for Spice is right? I'm ready. It's our riff on the Price is right. Okay. And, you know, Price is right rules you can't go over. Okay. I'm going to yes. bring out from under the table. The most delicious item that we could find in this area in Louisville. We keep I'm going to get you Woodford Wendy's famous <laughs> Dave combo. Okay, you know Wendy's is from Columbus. From no, Ohio. this one is from Louisville. All right, it's right across the street. <laughs> and, and, and in this combo pack, without going over, okay, here's what we got. Are you ready? ready? You got Dave's single burger. You got a soft drink and a medium fry. What is the cost of this in New York City in dollars and cents without going over? Wendy's Famous Dave Combo. It's a single burger, soft drink, and a medium fry. How much is that in New York City? I'm going to go for $8.20. $8.20. Jimbo, care to guess? $7.60. $7.60. I got to tell you, PK knows his Wendy's. It's $11.39. Doesn't that sound expensive? That's... (laughs) Come on. What's what's Dave doing? That's a a single burger, a soft drink, a medium fries. Maybe that. I gotta tell you, I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm so confused today. I'm getting I'm, I'm I'm over on the on the Arby's. I'm over on the Panera, and I'm way light on on Wendy's. I'm all over the map. Oh, I can't get my be, ass that's together. That's gotta be wrong. We gotta we gotta fact check that. Anyway, listen, PK, you're the big winner. Showcase showdown. You have just won yourself a lifetime supply of Wendy's Famous Dave's combo for you and your family. Forever, forever. Just tell us where to send it, and you've won it, man. You've won it. He is looking right now, shocked, I'm excited, shocked. elated. Shocked. I made it all up. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no Yes. Sir, we have no budget for that. There's nothing yes. going in there. Okay. Not oh yet. Someday, someday we will. Really? 
Yes. And, and, and by the way, yeah. Shatty, I'm going to tell you. Loves cheeseburgers. All right. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Shatty, I don't, I, don't, I don't like you questioning. I don't like you questioning the integrity of the answers. I got to tell you, I'm going to stick up for the home team here. You know, you're questioning the you're questioning the validity of our numbers. You know, you 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 leave our you leave our crew alone. All right, PK, our crystal ball moment. It is our chance. Oh, sorry to to have you put on your Kreskin or Miss Cleo hat and predict the future. Didn't the future. Did he do that in the talking back already? Didn't he already get his? No, because that was about balance, and now we're gonna. Now we're. That was about his. That's about his company. You talking. It's fifteen minutes of me and Jimmy talking. You get a few minutes. Nah, trust me. Our guests want to learn about PK and Balance Grill. So listen, we're, when we come back to Fast Casual, just two years from now, but things are moving really quickly. What do you think is going to be the hot topics with respect to hospitality and technology? I think it's still going to be AI. I just think it's going to move from uh, Martech and more into back of house. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, we, we very much, we're agreeing with you on the move from front to back. We think there's been a lot of focus on the front of house. We think back of house is about to have its day. And, I, and you know, I got to tell you, people are talking a lot about AI and for good reason. It's clearly, you know, op- here, here you have an expert operator saying he's looking to embrace it. So there you go. Yeah, I still think that the whole thing about AI is I just think everybody just likes saying that they're affiliated or associated with AI because it's cool. So, man, like NFTs were so cool. Like, like, like that was so last year. Crash and burn. And like, baby. if you were saying NFT like two years ago, you were like the coolest kid on the block. And now no one's saying NFT. They're just so like basically. AI. All right, let me so basically, me. Alan Iverson was ahead of his time. Alan Iverson had the nickname AI before it was the rage. I think oh, someone's got to we, – we, we owe Alan Iverson some dough. Let's go to Aaron Rodgers. You guys hip to uh, AR? Augmented <laughs> reality? Yeah. Augmented reality. So this, we're just at the start of Apple releasing these Vision Pro headsets. But once they get more portable, I think that's going to be the next really big thing. I don't know if it'll be two years, but if mm-hmm. you ask me that question in five – I'd have to definitely say AR. I think AR training for POS, I don't think is going to exist on an iPad anymore. It's just going to be in your glasses. It's going to be wearable tech. You're going to be able to walk up. I'm going to be like, Jimmy, you were at last at balance, you know, two days ago and you got this. What are you doing back here already? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. All right. We got to go. Branded quick fire, Kentucky edition. PK, are you ready? Five lightning round questions. Here we go. Mint julep or bourbon on the rocks. Oh, bourbon on the rocks all day. Favorite Kentucky-born celebrity? Is it Mr. George Clooney, Mr. Johnny Depp, Diane oh. Sawyer, or Ashley Judd? John, Johnny. Johnny, my boy. Johnny Depp, Pirates of Caribbean. Do you visit Kentucky for the Derby or bourbon? Honestly, it's the bourbon. <laughs> it's honestly the bourbon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure or false? Pikesville, Kentucky leads the nation in per capita Pepsi consumption. How are they doing on diabetes? Highest rate of diabetes is in Pikesville, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But truthful. I'm going to go with false. I feel like West Virginia has got it. It is Pikesville, Kentucky. Damn. Is the, they drink more Pepsi in Pikesville than anywhere in the world, Tasteless. I'm told. Tasteless. All right. Here we go. If you challenge Jimmy or I, we go to Churchill Downs. We get a couple of bourbons on the rocks. We jump on our horses. We're going to do a horse race. We have better odds of beating Jimmy Rock. I mean, you're pretty small and slender, brother, so I, I think you're going to take off. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think yeah, those big guys are better off in the seats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to tell you, I agree. I'm going to agree with you. I think this question was loaded for Shatsy. Shatsy's a featherweight. I'll be, in the, I'll be wearing a big hat, drinking a bourbon on the rocks, watching That's the race. Right. 
I I'll love be right it. next I love to it. you. PK, it's great to have you on the Hangout. I'm super excited about all the success, opening up all these stores. Can't wait for you to come to New York. We break bread in one of our restaurants. This was awesome, man. Yeah, Appreciate you, man. To it. Thanks so much for having me on. Congratulations. Thanks, PK. Appreciate you, man. Hey, everybody. Shatsy Restaurant Guy here, and I want to talk to you about Point of Sale Systems. Touch Bistro, it's the all-in-one point of sale and restaurant management system. That's right. It's an entire restaurant management system that makes restaurants easier to run. It makes it easier. It basically runs by itself. You use Touch Bistro, and basically the restaurant runs by itself. It provides the most essential front-of-house and back-of-house and guest engagement solutions on one super-duper powerful platform. Touch Bistro helps restaurateurs streamline and simplify their operations, allowing them to spend less time manually connecting the dots and more time connecting with guests and growing their business. That's right. You will grow your business 50 to 60 to 70, maybe even double by using Touch Bistro. And that's a fact. That's a fact. It's built to meet the unique needs of the restaurant industry. Touch Bistro, it's fast. It's reliable, super easy to use, and it has all the features that restaurateurs need to increase sales and deliver a great guest experience, and and you save both time and money. So listen, go visit touchbistro.com and learn more right now. That's touchbistro.com, and you will find the greatest point-of-sale experience you've ever had, or, or, you can email me at podcast at brandonstrategic.com and I will personally connect you. I will fly with you to their headquarters. I think they're in Canada. I will fly with you to Canada and introduce you to the entire Touch Bistro team because that's what they like. That's how we do it. Touchbistro.com. I got to tell you, Jimbo, I got to tell you, it's a, it's, it's a whirlwind here in Louisville. There was a lot of drinking last night. We got a lot of podcast guests. I love what these guys are doing. PK, I mean, killing it with the he's got he's growing his own vegetables. He's he's doing crazy stuff, man. Franchising 25 stores in the hopper. Awesome, right? I got to tell you, I, I really dug the story about the pioneer and the aquaponics. The idea that, you know, we, we know how much sport, we, yeah, we understand how much nutrients and even taste produce and leafy greens lose in, in, in over long distances. He's, he's, he bought a commercial property and created his own farm. Urban farmer he is. I got to I mean, tell you, you cool, very it, cool That's stuff. He's killing it, man. That's why the brand's grown. All right, listen, Jimbo, we got another great guest, okay, here at Fast Casual Summit in Louisville, Kentucky, okay? I mean, everyone is loving, loving tacos, loving that food from south of the border. Chris Medher, CEO of District Taco, is here, one of the coolest brands around. We're going to dig in a little bit. But before we learn more about District Taco and what's going on, okay, let's take a little deeper dive into Chris Medhurst, okay? We're going to go back. We're going to go back to 2005 in Virginia, James Madison University. You're like, I want to be a doctor. And then you say, no, <laughs> I want to be in the restaurant business. Your parents are very upset, but you say, I don't care. I want to be in the taco business. Take it from there. Um, how much of it is How much was accurate? Chris, did he get any of that right or basically all of it wrong? Completely false, Jimmy. Virginia, was that right? That's correct. Jimmy, I got something right. right. James Madison? Yep. Jimmy? All right. So take it from there. So you're at Virginia. You're James Madison. You're playing football. <laughs> you love football. Football's your life. 
I was on the swimming team, actually. Swimming, but you got injured. <laughs> you got injured. And you said tacos. Yeah, it was a, it was a skiing accident. Uh, skiing. skiing accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it from there. Yes, skiing, and then what happens? So I, I graduated in 2010. thought I was going to work for a bank. They laid off me and 6,000 other people. So what bank was it? Wells Fargo. Bastards. Uh, I know. I still bank with them, though. I never hold it. <laughs> my mortgage with that <laughs> all right i love Jimmy it appreciate it. he's finance guy he knows a little bit about that yeah 2010 there was a lot of stuff happening in the in the world of finance and banking and you know mortgages yeah i i remember those days so what so so tell us so you so wells you're so, no more wells fargo yeah i took a job part-time or planned on it being part-time just at the the district taco food truck which had opened uh, just a couple months prior to me joining them we, you know, I started just as a, a manager. I think that was my official title, manager. Worked at the food truck, helped them run it for a little while. I helped them open the first restaurant. We opened uh, 14 other corporate stores. We got two in Philadelphia and 12 in the, the D.C. area. And then we also started franchising in 2022. And we just opened our first two franchise stores within the past couple months in the D.C. area. And then we've got 73 left in the pipeline that will open here over the next five years throughout New York, New Jersey, DC, Virginia Beach, and then pretty much most of the West Coast of Florida. Jimmy, I gotta tell you, we're I love these stories we're getting. We are we are getting the real, we're getting the trenches, man. Yeah, I was going to ask, and oh, th- and thank you so much. I was going to ask, really, about the journey from from food cart serving breakfast tacos to now, really becoming a powerhouse, a franchise powerhouse, and and you're sharing it. Can you? Can I ask? I mean, I don't mean this to be a softball, but what about District Taco? is helping you get this this brand catch fire because i got to tell you you guys get a lot of positive and organic and a lot of great marketing and feedback people love your brand so i understand the growth story but tell me what is i mean besides i would say the answer the secret ingredient is love but but other than that what do you got going on there that people are just embracing district taco i love i just love before you answer i just love i love the food truck going to brick and mortar story yes. and working i love that because the whole food clearly truck concept is kind of like yes, like clearly there was there was the give the customer give the customer what they want. They said they they wanted they wanted more cowbell. They wanted more they wanted more breakfast tacos. Give us more. I love cowbell, Jimmy. So what's going what's going what's the what's the, cowbell. Chris, <laughs> yes, what's the secret sauce, Chris? What's going on that the, your your guests just want more? We actually on that point we have a cowbell that we ring out anytime we sign a franchise <laughs> deal. So you're spot on. I'm hot for cowbell, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great that you got a cowbell. We didn't even know that. I think the thing that sets us apart is is really just the authenticity of the brand. Our, our CEO and, and founder, Osiris Hoyle, was born and raised in Mexico. All of our food is based on his family's recipes and and you know just the food that he grew up eating and, and cooking with his mom. And it's his, the real deal, man. The street, family. the street food. Yeah, and and I think it's unique to to the Yucatan region where he grew up. And you know, we've gone to Mexico and and kind of toured the the food scene there. And I think it's very different and unique to that region versus other. Chihuahua and Baja and all, you know, all those other regions that are, sure. that are kind of influencing Texas and, and California food. We also, you know, not many other Mexican brands will serve breakfast. We have, we have breakfast tacos and they're amazing. I mean, that's a great day part. And, you know, uh, it's crazy though, because when you think about Mexican food, I mean, breakfast, a big part of it, man. Yep. Right. So, I mean, that gives you a whole nother day part. It's awesome. It's brilliant. It's what it is. Yeah. I think it's growing. Huevos too. rancheros. Jimmy, I like the way I said that. Huevos yeah, actually, that's rancheros. pretty good. 
I like uh, that, that right? was that's pretty good, Chatsy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Listen, I, I think we have breaking news. We love breaking news on the Hangout. Uh, we we break more news. This is not this is not a lie. This is this is true. This is a fact that just came out. I read this, Jimmy, somewhere. I think you wrote it down and then you read it. It, it was, but go a, ahead. It was a, a leather-bound book. I read this in, Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> Stick with Will Farrell. Is it true <laughs> that District Taco will be opening up stores in New York and New Jersey? That's correct. Jimmy, you heard it here on the Hangout first. Boom. People, District Taco is coming to New York, New Jersey with the first store coming to? I think Wayne, New Jersey will be our first Wayne, store. Wayne, New Jersey, Route 46. Way New Jersey's getting the first district taco on their way to New York City, Upper East Side, 76th and Lex. They'll be opening a store, and Jimmy will be waiting online. He'll be the first customer there. I love it. I love it. I got to tell you. To, uh, all yes. Down the East Coast. Yes, yes, yes. And when you have your grand opening and your red velvet, the, the ropes, the red velvet carpeting, invite chat time the day before. We'll be fine. We'll come in. We'll have a taco. We won't even bother you on the opening, on the grand opening. We'll come in the day before and uh, snack it out. We're going to have our producer who lives out not pretty close to Wayne bring some of your delicious district tacos over to the office. Listen, Chatsy and I, we love bringing friends on. We love bringing guests on, talking to owner operators. The operator network, our hospitality network is really among the most valuable components to brand it because you guys are telling us you know what you're thinking about the challenges opportunities people would stand for our podcast <laughs> and that's why we have so many restaurant people in the podcast but listen podcast while we started out never do this i'm doing it i'm i'm, I'm, I'm smart i'm smart guy you're like reform. Yeah, i'm reform. I am a reform finance guy. But listen, we're going to give you the microphone, let you ask any question that you'd like of us nothing's off the table chris my friend the microphone is yours why am I here? That is a question. <laughs> is this is that a serious question? Yeah. What? No, it's a serious question. What, uh, what might you have for us? I was answering for you. Great. Why am I here? <laughs> how, how much revenue are you guys able to generate through advertising per year? In the podcast? Yeah. Jimmy, you, you, you want to take that's that? A great, no, sure. That's a great question. Actually, I, I love the question. I'll tell you this. First of all, when we launched the podcast. It was really just about cultivating and bringing our community together. And I don't know why I, I joked that Chico's Bail Bonds, for those who are of a certain age, you might remember Chico's Bail Bonds was the, the sponsor of the Bad News Bears when, you know, let Liberty ring. And we used to throw shout outs to Chico's. And then one day we got a phone call from, from our work about would we actually want a real sponsor? And then we started to roll through. And I have to say, Touch Bistro and now our friends at PepsiCo. And I'm forgetting one that I should not forget. I apologize. But regardless. Oh, that little POS company. It's worth like $10 trillion or something like that. Yep. And, and, and Shatsy, you're such a detail-oriented person. Sponsors now, Jim. Yes. Detail-oriented you are, Shatsy. But when I say, Chris, to answer your specific question, I'll give you a non-answer, which is we are now actually growing and driving corporate sponsors and partnerships for the podcast. But the, the as a private company, the exact revenues of the Hospitality Hangout are, are not being disclosed. But stay but tuned. But this, great question. Talking Back has been sponsored by District Taco. 23 locations worldwide and a location coming to you for franchising. Please contact District Taco. This, this was sponsored by District Taco. How's that? Shatsy, Shatsy, give him a jingle. Make mom on the spot. Like, impress, impress Taco, Chris. Oh, we love you, District Taco. We <laughs> love gonna, you. No good. It's not going to get it. That's not going to get it. No, that, right, well, he's not signing on for that. He's not signing on for that. We're going Spices Right. All right. This is Spices Right Louisville Edition. I'm going to ask you and Jimmy the price of a certain restaurant item. 
You cannot go over. Price is right rules are in effect. Okay. Sounds like you crushed today. We went to Carvel. Do you know Carvel? Carvel, the ice cream place? Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, Fudgy the Whale was my favorite ice cream cake. Because Father's Day, you would get Fudgy the Whale because your dad is a whale of a dad. <laughs> right, Jimmy? Well, my dad. question to you and Jimmy is, whatever holiday is coming up, I don't know, whatever, whatever's coming up, okay? And you want to get a Carvel cake. Maybe it's a birthday. Maybe it's Father's Day. I don't know, and I don't care. Okay? But what I want to know right now is, what is the price of a Carvel's famous Fudgy the Whale cake, dollars and cents, without going over, in New York? Is this an ice cream cake? Ice cream cake. There are brown, delicious chocolate crunchies in there. Yes. So, three, crunchies. four layers of ice cream. It's shaped like a whale, and you could even squirt any name you want on there. They'll do that. They'll put, like, happy birthday, Jimmy, you know, congratulations. That's included, the, that's included in the price, by the way. That's included. Yeah, that's included in the price. $27.99. $27.99. Jimmy, what is your guess? I'm going to make a big gap. I'm going $18.50. I got to tell you, we got a big, big winner I got to tell you, Chris is the big winner. The price is $29.99. This man knows his Fudgy the Whale, and he's saying he's never had a Fudgy the Whale, and I say liar. He's eating a Fudgy the Whale. He probably opened up his freezer. I guarantee he's got flying sauces and a Fudgy the Whale cake right now in there. You're the big winner. Great. You win what do you win, what do you win Jetsy? Cake. You win your very own Fudgy the Whale cake just <laughs> Send our producer your address, and we will have that shipped out right away. <laughs> right away. All right, listen, we got to jump right into the uh, – are we doing the crystal ball moment, Jimbo? we got to jump into the quick fire. Right right to the quick fire, my friend. We're going right to the quick fire. Are you ready, sir? I'm Five ready. lightning round questions. Don't think too hard, okay? Mint julep or bourbon on the rocks? Bourbon. Favorite Kentucky-born celebrity. Is it Mr. George Goodlooking Clooney? Johnny Pirates of Caribbean Depp? Diane Sawyer, maybe 60 Minutes. I don't know. 2020, I'm not exactly sure. Ashley Judd, don't really know much about her. Who's your favorite? None of the above. <laughs> you can write in who your favorite Kentucky-born actor is. You can say any actor, and I'll just say they were born in Kentucky. I'll just go with Joe Twain. <laughs> is there anything to get me off this podcast? If you were to visit Kentucky, do you visit for the Derby or Bourbon? Mm. I think the Derby is more interesting. But if you drink bourbon first, then it becomes really interesting. <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> a dozen mint juleps, then the Derby? <laughs> All right, true or false? The melody of the song, Happy Birthday, was composed by two Louisville sisters. Is this true or false? Hmm. Do you know the so, song? I, I will hum the song. <laughs> I do know the song. You don't have to. <laughs> Let's say false. It is actually true. Wow. The That's true? Sisters, I don't know their names, but we'll just go with uh, Celia and Louise. Celia and Louise, uh, <laughs> they wrote that song in uh, 1864, and I got to tell you, their family is milking and living off royalties ever since. I got to tell you, God, I wish someone in my I, I was going false, too. I had no idea. I mean, couldn't my family, couldn't my grandma Rose have written Happy Birthday? Was that a really difficult song to write and they're making a fortune on? <laughs> oh, God, I don't so many district tacos if I had the happy birthday song. You know what I mean? I would just roll it all into, into franchising district. Am I right? All right, here's the big <laughs> If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a horse race, we're going to go to uh, Churchill Downs. We're going to have a few mint tulips. We're all three of us getting on a horse. Who are you beating in that horse race? Me or Jimmy? Jimmy, take mm -hmm. off your shirt. 
<laughs> last place. You last place? Yeah. What do you, I don't think I'm beating anybody. You can't beat anybody. <laughs> no. Jimmy for sure. You can beat Jimmy. He doesn't know anybody. Oh, Jimmy. Born and raised on the Upper East Side. Close. He's come to a horse. I don't even know. I think maybe a, I don't even know. The last time I got on a horse, both both of its knees buckled and it it sat down immediately. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Shatsy, I'm even, I'm betting with you on this one, and I'd like Chris and I to sit in the stands, get a little bourbon, and we'll watch you run around the track a little bit. Okay, where I'll be you. good watching. Yeah, Chris, congratulations on all the success at District Doc. I mean, it's Thank awesome. So Can't wait for you to come uh, up our way into New York, New Jersey area. We'll definitely check it out. We we'll get down to DC. I mean, you're opening up stores. Anyone want to get in touch with District Taco? What's the URL? Is it just districttaco.com? Yep, or uh, franchising.districttaco.com. That's too long. District Taco, just go <laughs> districttaco.com and navigate your way through uh, find franchising. Franchise now. He's opening. He's got right now, he's got opportunities to franchise all over the world. My understanding from Chris right now is that he's going global. He's taking it to Europe. He's taking it to, uh, to anywhere you want. So anybody in the world that wants a District Taco, contact Chris immediately. Thanks so much, man. Congratulations on all the success. And let us know when you come to New York. Jimmy, final thoughts? Listen, I'm super excited. I, as I said, Chris, there is a real bond that you guys have, you've created with your customers, with your guests. Uh, and, and again, I can't wait for you to come up here in the Northeast, wishing you continued success and look forward to watching this story develop. But it's a tremendous brand and there is nothing easy about that. So congratulations sincerely on all the growth and, and the goodwill that's being created and clearly well-deserved. But thank you for joining us on the podcast, my yeah, friend. Thanks. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Touch Bistro is an all-in-one POS and restaurant management system that makes running a restaurant super, super easy. Providing the most essential front of house, back of house, and guest engagement solutions on one powerful platform. Touch Bistro helps restaurateurs streamline and simplify their operations, allowing them to spend less time manually connecting the dots and more time connecting with guests and growing their business. Built to meet the unique needs of the restaurant industry, Touch Bistro is fast, reliable, and easy to use and has all of the features restaurateurs need to increase sales and deliver a great guest experience. Save both time and money with Touch Bistro. To find out more about Touch Bistro and how incredible a point-of-sale solution this is, go to touchbistro.com. That's touchbistro.com and learn more. Or, or if you would like, Shatsy, the restaurant guy, connect you. We'll connect you directly to the CEO of Touch Bistro. You email me at podcast at brandstrategic.com and Shatsy will make a direct connection to the CEO so you get the hand-holding you need to make the best point-of-sale decision you've ever made. That's touchbistro.com. I got to tell you, Jimmy, District Taco, I love I love the food truck going, like I said earlier, the food truck on brick and mortar. It's it, it's so hard to do. You know, I know people do food trucks, you know, the CapEx is less and they can move around. And to to, to make to turn like a lot of people like I'll, I'll get more food trucks, but they went full on brick and mortar and are growing like gangbusters. 
I love the start of the food truck, engage your guests, figure out your product market fit. And then they went brick and mortar. Now they're franchising. I got to tell you, a great story. Love it. And I love that Chris, I love that Chris started out as he's like, I, I was just called manager. <laughs> like that was, yes. because my title was manager of a food truck. I was, when he said that, I was thinking about an experience I had where there was a, there were two people running the, the London sales office at a firm I worked for. One was the London salesperson and the other one was the head of London sales. I'm like, oh, so you're head of Claire. <laughs> That's, you have one person reporting to you. I was like, how many people are in a food truck that he's managing? But anyway, we, I digress. Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, listen, Jimbo, we've been having a great time here. We're missing you here in Louisville, but and I got to tell you, we are drinking for you here because we are just throwing down bourbon every day, every night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But we've got another great guest here right now, uh, Chad Coulter, founder and CEO of Biscuit Belly. Yeah. And I love the name Biscuit Belly. I love yes. biscuits. I want to name my next child Biscuit. Deep dive into Biscuit Belly and how you started Biscuit Belly and all about Biscuit Belly. I want to learn a little bit about it. We like to talk about your journey. Like, how'd you get there? It's 2003. Yeah. You're in Georgia. Yeah. You want to be a pilot. Maybe it's for Delta, maybe United. I don't know. You want to be a pilot for a big plane, a big plane pilot. And you say, no, no, I'm not going to be a pilot. <laughs> biscuits, biscuits. That's what I want. Take it away. I mean, I feel like we have an even stranger journey. So my wife and I, both co-founders. How close was I though on my on your journey? I mean, I, well, actually, I got my pilot's license a couple of years ago. So you actually, see, I, mean, I told you, Georgia you know, pilot. I know, yeah. So Lauren, <laughs> my wife and I. So her name's Lauren. So we graduated from University of Georgia, two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish. Bulldogs, bulldogs. Yeah, I got, I got my Georgia Cup. Yeah, he's got the wow. Georgia Cup. I yeah. mean, they know a little something about football. I know that a little bit. Yeah. So we were actually both pharmacists by training. Which I sense that I sense yeah. that. So we went from. Can you get Jimmy to, a script for Ozempic? <laughs> like, can you do that? Uh, we'll, we'll talk offline. Offline? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jimmy. I think I got a. I think I got a lead. I got. I got a hot one on Ozempic for you, Bobby. Yeah. All right. Let's keep you keep him there, Chad. Keep him there. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We're getting Chad's not leaving this room until I get a script for Ozempic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we moved up to Louisville. I got a job teaching at a university. Lauren got a job originally at Walmart. I always kid that. She was a Walmart greeter, but she was in the in the pharmacy. Nice. And ended up she she went on to do stuff at Humana, big insurance company, and mm-hmm. so we, we got the entrepreneurial age. Actually, got into pharmacy, wanting to own my own. But pharmacy, you know, pharmacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good you know, gig, man. But you know, the reimbursement's terrible. You got Walgreens and CVS in every corner, right, right. And so it's it's a tough market. And you think restaurants are tough? Yeah, it's not like it's not, for, I, I, I think they yeah they both are very difficult. Yeah, no so. We ended up owning uh, or starting a painting, one of those painting and drinking spots, you know, where the, there's a teacher in the front stage, everyone's drinking wine and she's walking everyone through how to paint that picture for the night. Right. So we opened the doors t- 2011, whenever gangbusters ended up opening a second one and actually ended up selling that concept. What was the name of that? It was called Uptown Art. Uptown um, Art. They, they've uh, like largely closed yeah. just about all of once them. You know, you left, they once you sold it, they closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I, we knew it was a kind of a fad. So we were, we were like, all right, this is like a two to three year thing and then we're out. So anyway, we looked around the Louisville landscape and it's all beer and bourbon. There's no like wine focused restaurant or bar. So we're like, oh, and we're selling a lot of wine at this painting and drinking spot. It's garbage wine. But we're still selling a lot of it. And so we had like, you know, light bulb goes off. Like, let's start our own wine bar and restaurant. 
that sounds easy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we learned the hard way. Uh, you know, we often joke that the very first time we ever worked in a restaurant was the night we opened Lubino, <laughs> right. the, our yeah. own concept for the first, first time. But whenever gangbusters, we, we ended up opening five in three different States. And then my executive chef, Tavis is his name, Tavis Rockwell. We always kid around about this biscuit concept, you know, being from Georgia, like biscuits are everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's biscuits and gravy. You you gotta represent it. So we were like, let's do this biscuit thing that we've been talking about for four or five years. So fast forward to 2018, we started working on the branding, the color scheme, the menu, et cetera. Found a spot, started, you know, did the build out and everything. And so we opened the doors of the first location in 2019. Found a Zoe's that was going out of business for number two, but we opened in December the same year. Right. Obviously. You know, a little virus came around. Not sure if you've heard of it, but kind of COVID was a bitch for some. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of used that time to figure out how we wanted to grow this thing and get some systems and people in place. And we came out of it. We we started franchising in October of 2020, which may be a, a great or terrible idea. Well, time will tell. And then we signed three deals in 2021, a couple deals in 2022. We're up to nine locations, about to be 10, and we'll probably end the in 2024 with like 18. Or 1,800 so. locations, Jimmy. No, no 1,800. But 1,800 <laughs> locations, Jimmy, in You heard years. it here first. You, breaking news, Jimmy. Aspirational, <laughs> but yes. By oh, the way, no, I, I- Great story. <laughs> Chad, I love the I love the story. I love the background, and and particularly, I got to tell you, Chad, we have to frame that moment where the first night that Chad and his wife Lauren ever worked in a restaurant was when they opened up their own restaurant. The night they I would opened, love to have been that is because that, that would have been fun. Let's just say I started with like a nice shirt and a vest, and I quickly got in the dish pit because we had <laughs> yep. no one to wash dishes. That is great. Yep. Yep. It's awesome, man. That's the best way to learn, baby. I know. Yep. All and it's all about the dishwasher and dishwashing. Listen, I read not too long ago that while restaurant lunch visits were unfortunately down for 2023, and this is something that we notice in our own stores, our own restaurants, of of just how many people were were ordering at their desk, staying local, grabbing food, coming back. Restaurant visits down for 2023. Morning meal visits have grown by 10% over the last year. And of course, I could say we have the biscuit belly to thank for that, but but all kidding aside, I, I think there's a real surge at the breakfast and the brunch. So what is this surrounding, you know, what is surrounding the uptick in breakfast and brunch business? Because you guys are on on point, on spot, spot on, I should say. Yeah, I think it's just, you have a lot more brands out there that are getting into the space Mm -hmm. while visits have gone up. You know, you're also taking visits away from other, you know, restaurant companies. So I mean, it's just more competition too, which is interesting and kind of playing into some of the some of the softness that some are seeing, but yeah, you're right. Like there definitely is a surge. There's also just a ton of people getting into it. So it's just diluting it out a little bit, but you know, I, you know, I heard a stat one time that breakfast was one of the most communal 
uh, meals of the day, which right. I found really interesting because it feels like I'm just grabbing a granola bar and yeah, work, yeah, you know, no, I hear car. you, yeah. But but no, if you see like, if you see a lot of like like the the diners, local diners in a lot of communities, that's where everyone who works in the in the area who lives they get up early and they go to their local diner and they grab coffee and they mm-hmm. sit and they get their eggs and they kind of you know bullshit a little bit, you know. <laughs> and yeah, it's very it is. It's not a like a dinner is a much more like. I'm eating with my family, whereas yeah. breakfast is more communal. Yeah. So I, I could see that for sure. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's interesting. I feel that we are very different from the normal landscape. You know, you have so many of those, I don't, I don't want to call them archaic, but archaic brands that are just, they've been around forever. You know, Waffle House, the Denny's, the Shoney's, the this and that. And then you kind of have the the step, the, kind of the higher end of that, which you have, you know, maybe like a Jay Christopher's or a First Watch or mm-hmm. whatever. And there are not too many brands doing what we're doing. And that's, you know, we want to be known to not be just your typical pancakes, bacon, egg type of place that you would see at a normal diner. Right. We're trying to create just a more interesting menu for a growing day part. And not many people are doing it in a fast casual setting either. So yeah, I love it. We're one of the few. Now I will say we call ourselves fast casual. Sometimes we call ourselves craft casual, right? You know, we're scratch made kitchen. Jimbo, I like craft casual. Write that down, Jim. We'll use that tomorrow. Need a trademark. We'll get. We're gonna give Chad attribution though. We gotta give him attribution. A hundred percent. We'll give him him ten dollars every time we say it. Something like that. I I didn't say that kind of attribution. That's a little nutty. Ten cents. We'll give that. Yeah, we're talking. That's better. I'll I'll give you some the the Zimpic. You know, we'll we'll trade. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get a Zimpic. Let me ask you something. Like, I mean, you guys are popping up all over the place. I mean, you said you had eighteen thousand stores in the pipeline. <laughs> all kidding aside, where where you like where is your where are you opening up new stores? Where are you seeing the growth for Biscuit Belly? Yeah, so it's it's happened naturally like this, and I think it has something to do with the cuisine and just what people like. But we're definitely getting most of our interest in the southeast. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, biscuits, biscuits you know, reign supreme there, right? So it's a lot of southeast growth you know we we don't have any interest in doing anything from like the midwest over west you know like california nevada utah a lot of white space in the southeast right now yeah it's it's wide open there's no need to stretch our team stretch you know logistics distribution any of that stuff right before we really have to Mm -hmm. a special person came along we would we would look at that but uh, you know that that's how that's how people get in trouble. It's, yeah, it's no doubt. You know, you don't want to grow too quick. You know, yeah. yeah speed kills. I love it. I love yeah. it. Listen, I like the speed kills. I love that sp- expression all the time. I respect you. Got to stay to the root, stay to the core. Craft casual is uh, better, though, Jimmy. Come craft, on. craft casual is good. It's, well, he's dropping knowledge, Shatsy. Listen, Shatsy and I started this podcast because our, our partner, Julie, said we had to. No, we thought it'd be a fun way to to build and create our community. And we love chatting with, uh, with old friends and making new ones. We also learned along the way that sometimes our guests have a question or two for us. So with that in mind, I'm going to kick off talking back. We're going to ask, uh, you can ask us any any question you like, as we like to say, Chad, the microphone, sir, is yours. Oh, gosh. Well, I, what do you guys do? I'm not familiar with like high level. I, I see I see all these flyers on the table. So, yeah, Jimmy, I put some swag on the, on the, on the yeah, you know, it looks I knew good. It would, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about you. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Chad, you want to do that? 
I mean, you yeah, know, so you I, I, Chad to be the podcast. I mean, who, the hell, who the hell you are? I love Chad. He, has <laughs> not, he, he gets asked me a podcast. I have no idea who they are, but I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, nice. walked, he, walked, he walked into nice. a, he, he walked into a windowless room, not knowing who was waiting for him. I got to tell you, this could have been like a scene from Animal House it's where it's like he didn't bring enough he didn't bring enough roses for everybody. Yeah. That's uh, a true restaurant, Chats, man. The sign on yeah, the Chats. door absolutely crushes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, when I show you the sign of the door podcast, (laughs) it's it's like crayon, very professional. Chachi, do you want to you want to do the you want to do the this is this is branded for us? I'll do a quick. I'm going to do a quick, and Jimmy will tweak it and make it a little longer. How long you got? Better, not longer. Better. However long you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he's got to go open some stores. But yeah. No, we're we're restaurant guys from New York City. So Jimmy started as a bartender. I was a bartender. Well, fast forward, we own and operate a number of locations, a full serve fine dining in New York City. Over the years, we've always embraced tech and innovation in our restaurants, with the idea that you know if I was embracing hot schedules or compete or Avero or these different products, you know, was going to help our business. Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, we were using hot schedules for uh, as long as they've been around, maybe 20 years. Compete's got to be also like 18, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And really just looking to have a better experience for our guests, better product for, for us to be more efficient in the restaurant space. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago, we were renovating a store and really put a self-pouring beverage system in, mm-hmm. which we thought would help reduce uh, a lot of the labor costs and labor pain that we were getting in New York at the time. And we'd also reduce the, the waste and pouring of beers and things like that, and it would be quicker and easier, and guests would have a better experience. We that was the first company that we loved it. It did everything that the that the founder said it would do for us. And I asked if he was looking for for investors, and he said yes. And at that point, to be honest with you, I called Jimmy. He's always been our partner on the restaurant side. I've been friends with Jimmy for you know thirty plus years, and I said, Jimmy, I think it's a really great opportunity. He was a partner in this restaurant that we just renovated. And he loved it. He knew all about it. I'm like, we can invest in this. He's like, oh, that's amazing. And I remember he, I said to him, I said, Jimmy, he said there's a convertible note. What's a convertible note? <laughs> that's like a fun note. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> schooled me on what a convertible note was. He's like, let's talk to Josh, who was the CEO and founder of, of Pour My Beverage, Pour My Beer. And that was our first investment. And then we, you know, kind of rolled from there and did investment to Chowley and to Bebot and, and the list goes on. And we're 45 investments in uh-huh. emerging brands, technology, innovation. And um, we're having a blast doing it. So Jimmy basically, though he was a bartender and spent a lot of time in every position in the restaurant, he went off to finance. And now he's full circle because he's taken his skill set in finance and brought it to really investing in, in, this, in, in this space with, with me and our other restaurant partners. Cool. Jimmy, add to it. Add to it, Jimmy. Make it better. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if I like a better chef. I'll only add. I'll only add. It was very good, I'll I'll add, add. Add. It was very good, Chatsy. But I, and Chad, what I would say is, Branded Hospitality Group yeah, is a is a is an integrated and, and agile platform. And I think my observation when Chatsy was sharing not just the story now, but back five years ago, was that restaurant operators and owners, to me, were subject matter experts in an emerging and alternative asset class that is the digitization of this industry, emerging tech for the industry. And it was amazing to me how I worked in a lot of asset classes, and this was one where experts were actually, in my opinion, not being valued or in, in, in leveraged or integrated uh, or compensated. And with that in mind, uh, our core thesis is let's be operator first. Let's think about tech and innovation that an operator would care about. And if we just stick to that rule, our investments will overall perform and we'll have a, uh, a success story because we are trying not to 
focus on tech that is a nice to have or misses the mark because it didn't um, wasn't connected to the operator's needs, wants, and priorities. And and we try to go the opposite way. So we're very operator-centric, operator-focused. We are operators. And now we've developed an investment business to focus on that. So have an, I am having a lot of fun. People ask me why I smile all the time. And, and you know, to my, daughter who's, to my daughter who's home, earmuffs, I like to joke that the, the asshole factor in this industry is a fraction of the one I came from. So this is a really nice, gritty group. There's a lot of teamwork, camaraderie, community building. And I'm only somewhat joking about my previous industry, but this one very much is community oriented. We have a lot of fun being part of it. Yeah. I was going out last night. I was at, I don't remember what bar, but it was the only bar open in Louisville at the time. And the, it's so funny because the, the, the entire bar was just people from this conference. Yeah. If this conference wasn't going on, that bar would have a bartender, a bouncer, and there was one guest passed out at the bar. How happy was that bartender? How how happy was he or she so that this funny. conference was, showed up? It was the whole – all of us from Fast Casual, you know, and it was just – everyone's just drinking and partying. And somebody's like, you know, this place doesn't close till 4. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be till 4. But, I mean, it was just really funny because restaurant operators – and even at the, the bartender said, Jimmy, to your point, he goes – like, where are you all from? Like, what business are you guys in? Because this is awesome. And you guys are tipping like crazy. Yes. Because, I mean, anytime there's a, a, a conference or an event and it's restaurant focused or hospitality focused, generally, we bring life to the party. I know mm-hmm. when we go to Chicago for the National Restaurant Show and I hop in an Uber and the Uber's like, man, we love when you guys come to town. I'm like, why is that? Well, hey, you guys funny and, and, and you love to go out and you have big tippers, you know, the dentist and doctor's convention, not so much, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's awesome. We're having a good time. And Jimmy, I just want to jump into the next segment. It's Spice is Right. Yes. Right, Chad, you know the Price is Right. Price is Right. My wife was actually on that. Get the F- Oh, he's going to crush me. Bob, Bob Barker. Bob Barker may rest yeah. in peace. Bob Barker may rest in peace. She's getting called down. To yeah. The, yeah. Really? Yeah. Spun the wheel. Got she beat, spun the wheel? Got beat by nickel. <laughs> oh, my God. What's your wife's Oh, name? my God. In honor of Lauren, Jimmy, and Bob Marker, may you rest in peace. Chad and Jimmy are going at it, going at it on the Spices Right Fast Casual Summit Edition. Here we go. We have brought into our studio a Domino's family meal combo in the studio. Smell that cheese. Smell that sauce. It is delicious, okay? I'm going to ask you the price of a Domino's family meal combo for four that includes two medium, one-topping pizzas, 16-piece bread bites, eight-piece cinnamon bread twist, of low-calorie and gluten-free, and a two-liter of Pepsi. What is your best guess in dollars and cents of the Domino's family combo meal for four in New York City? New York City. New York City. Two medium, one-topping pizzas. 16-piece bread bites, eight-piece cinnamon bread twist, and a two-liter bottle of Pepsi. $24.99. $24.99. Jimbo, do you care to guess? Yes, Chad. Jimmy, family uh, of four. Do you want me to bring it out again and show you? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I was thinking to myself, Chad's wife, Lauren, lost by the nickel. Yep. So Chad is either going to win or lose by the nickel. He said 24.99, I'm saying 25.04. He's either win or lose by a nickel. Oh, wow. I got to tell you both close, but as we said, prices right rules are in effect. Eh, eh, eh. You <laughs> both are over. You over? Both are over. 
It, you're close, but you're both over. 1999? Chad is going with 1999. <laughs> Jimmy, do you care to guess? Sure, I'll go 1994. He's going to win or lose by that nickel. <laughs> 1994. Ding, ding, ding. What does that sound mean? That means that somebody has guessed the exact price of the Domino's family meal combo, which means you win both showcases. Chad, 1999 is Let's the price go. for the combo meal for four, and you win the trip to Hawaii, the new <laughs> Tesla, Arby's, all you can eat for the rest of your life. You get it all. It's just epic. Epic. Everything. I got to tell you, you were deemed. You were deemed for your wife losing yeah. by a nickel, oh, no. and now you win by the Jimmy. Now you win by, just by the nickel. You win it all. That is unbelievable. I'm loving it. I'm oh, Jimbo. I'm going Brandon Quickfire. I thought I thought we were done. I'm going Brandon Quickfire. All right. Nah, you can't end the podcast without the Quickfire. Chad, doing the Brandon Quickfire Kentucky edition. Are you ready, sir? Oh, let's do it. All right. Five lightning round questions. Okay. Don't be nervous. You look nervous. I'm kind of nervous. He is nervous. He is nervous. <laughs> Favorite Kentucky bourbon. Is it Jim Bean? Is it Woodford Reserve? Is it Angel's Envy or Knob Creek? Or you can write in your own. My personal one or just You can general? pick one of those or you can I write love, in your own. I love Angel's Envy personally. Yeah, Angel's Envy. I love it. I like the bottle Angel's Envy. We made a barrel of Angel's Envy, Jimbo. We made a barrel. We sent Chad a bottle we just made, yeah, right? Yeah. That yes. ragtime rye. Yeah. Oh, Ragtime rye. Delicious rye. If there's any left when I get back to New York, Jimmy drinks it like it's literally water. Favorite Kentucky, Kentucky water. born celebrity. Is it Mr. George Clooney, Johnny Depp, Diane Sawyer, or Miss Ashley Judd? I'm going to do uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to write Jennifer Lawrence. I didn't even. Yeah, she's my favorite Kentucky born <laughs> person. We don't even have yeah. that on the list. I she's love the write in. She's from here. She's from Louisville. I yeah. love it. I got to tell you, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Don't we? What do we call J Lo, right? We call her J Lo. J Law. J Law. J Law. J Law. Yeah, J Law. Muhammad Ali, Jack Harlow. Yeah, is it, is it Jennifer things. Lawrence or Taylor Swift? I mean, we like better. I'm going to. Do you ask me? Go chat. Oh, yeah, okay. chat. I'm going Taylor Swift right now because I'm telling you, she's saving the U.S. economy. Her and Beyonce. Yep. There, lady. Jennifer Lawrence. I, I love J Law. I love J Law, but Taylor Swift and Beyonce, the women are saving the U.S. economy. Well, Taylor Swift is definitely at least that one jet game that they played the Chiefs. She saved, I mean, tickets weigh like triple. You know? Anyway, <laughs> do you visit Kentucky for the Derby or the Bourbon? Or both? Yeah, I'm not a big Derby guy. I think, I mean, we get millions and millions of visitors here every year for our Bourbon. So I'd say we got to go Bourbon. We call, we call it we call bourbon tourism bourbonism bourbonism I New like, word. Bourbonism. I like that true or false Father's Day was originated in Kentucky I have no idea I'll say false we're correct <laughs> it is false but Mother's Day actually originated in Kentucky really when a local school teacher Mrs El- Eloise Smith local school teacher created in honor of her mother. Thank you, Mrs. Eloise Smith in Kentucky, creating Mother's Day back in 1843. Wow. In May of 1843, May 24th, Jimmy. Something like that. I'm super impressed. Jimmy or I to a horse race at Churchill Downs. Who do you have better odds of beating, Jimmy or I, on a horse after Jimmy had 10 bourbons? Uh, I think uh, Jimmy (laughs) would definitely go down. Jimmy would go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think Jimmy's going down. 
Yeah, I Jimmy's going you, I down. Think. Jimmy's going down. I got to tell you, Chad, thank you for putting up with us on the Hangout. Chad, Jimbo. I'm, take, I'm taking this home. Chad, we want to thank you so much for being on the podcast, sharing some insights with our listeners, and having a good time with us. I also want to thank Mr. Troy Hooper, PK, Alicia Flores, Chris Medhurst, and, and all of our guests today for making this Fast Casual Executive Summit a special podcast on the road. If any of our listeners would like to connect with our, our guests, our new friends, please email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We no longer give out personal emails and cell phones. That was a year one, season one error, uh, which we have thankfully never repeated. And we also want to take a moment to thank our listeners, despite all the kidding and, and having some fun, which we love to do. We so appreciate how our subscriber base continues to grow. We do commit really to try to bring some interesting folks that are making things happen in this industry. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. And without you, it wouldn't work out so well. And we wouldn't be getting all these new parts partners and, and engagement. So thank you so much. This is going to say, Shati, I know you got work to do. So this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy Shatsy to close us out. Thank you for all that. And this is Shatsy, the restaurant guy, live from Louisville, Kentucky. We got a bunch of bourbon drinking. I just wanted to remind everybody that two things, two things. If you haven't already subscribed to our weekly newsletter, we have a weekly newsletter. Chad, Pay attention. This is important. I'm, I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay, thank you. Hospitalityheadline.com. Go to hospitalityheadline.com. Okay, every Saturday morning about 6.03, 6.05, we shoot out a newsletter. I got to tell you, it is chuck full of information. It's a great read. Jimmy does top of the fold. We got a whole bunch of contributing uh, people throwing out some really great articles, really great um, thought leadership. It's a fun read. It takes about two to three weeks to finish the newsletter. <laughs> There's always one right behind it, so it's really great. We love it. Check that out. And the other thing, Jimmy, I want to remind everybody, okay, because we're here at the Fast Casual Restaurant Executive Summit. I just want to remind everybody, if you need technology, if you're looking for some innovation, you know where you got to go, Chad? You know where you go? Tell me. You go to Boom.Store. That's right. You go oh. to Boom.Store. Boom.Store has over 600. Hundred different technology solutions. You can search, you can rate, or you can review. You could even buy the tech. You can just find the tech. And do you know what all this costs? Buy the company. Do you know what it costs? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Jimmy, Chad got that one right. He understands understands the game. Checking out Boom.Store. One dollar. Price is right. One dollar. Price is right. I mean, this was awesome. And everybody, thanks everybody from Fast Casual Summit Louisville. We'll see you next year. Thanks. Cheers, everybody. Dutch Bistro is an all-in-one POS and restaurant management system. That's a all-in-one point-of-sale restaurant management system that makes running a restaurant easier, super easy, providing the most essential front-of-house and back-of-house and guest engagement solutions all on one powerful platform. Dutch Bistro helps restaurateurs streamline and simplify their operations, allowing them to spend less time manually connecting the dots and more time connecting with guests and growing their business. That's right, more time connecting with guests and growing their business. Built to meet the unique needs of the restaurant industry, Touch Bistro, it's fast, it's reliable, and it's easy to use. And it has all the features restaurateurs need to increase sales and deliver a great guest experience. And, and listen to this, it saves you both time and money. You want to learn more about Touch Bistro? You want to learn more? 
Visit touchbistro.com. That's touchbistro.com. And you will learn everything you need about one of the greatest point-to-sale systems ever to come to the market. I encourage everyone to go visit touchbistro.com. And uh, if you want to email us, just email us at podcastatbrandstrategic.com and we'll make a direct introduction to the folks at Touch Bistro. We will go right to the CEO. Samir is the CEO. We will connect you to the CEO. That's the kind of service that Touch Bistro has. So I implore everybody, check out Touch, Touch Bistro, everybody.